So we already have a queue formed. I am scribbling notes as best I can. Other people in the audience are also scribbling notes. Um, we try to get people to restrict themselves to preferably one question and one topic area and not a discussion of the 97 things they might have noticed at the convention. It's an opportunity to thank us for things that you think well, worked well. We'll talk about things you think that didn't work well and generally give us some feedback on the show because we only see this much of a very, very large body. So with that, welcome. Hi. Hi. With that said, I have a list of ten things. ADA, Hall H, Complaint Department, because they know that I'm coming up here. And then back up. And no one else wants to really give up the last panel of the day. So with that, I have here's my list. So when you have the standard line cutting complaint, we do need to have something that we can like, the line cutting complaint is, is pretty easily fixed for some of it. Is it you and five? Or is it you and your group is five? That needs to be literally defined because, oh my god, that was a yelling match. Um, for the ADA, you guys have an inconsistent message. One person will tell you one thing, another person will tell you another. This isn't just between the temporary employees, it's actually between some of the pre-insured people, the people who are wearing actual Comic-Con logo items. Uh, on Saturday, we were told that it was a mistake that they let the regular people in. Sorry, y'all, you're regular. <laughs> Versus the wheelchairs. Um, we, we were told absolutely the peer shares were supposed to be loaded in first, and on Sunday, that's definitely what's going to happen. I spoke to some people wearing the fancy black shirts today, that's in fact not what was supposed to happen, and what they believed was supposed to happen was that they were going to let two shoots of people in, and they were going to walk in and politely sit down and let everything happen from there. Not everyone was going to jump up, run to the front, and try to get the best seat possible. So we need to have a consistent message. We need to have, make, there needs to be something that we can do to make sure that everybody knows how things work. And part of that is we need to write things down. There is no written ADA policy for this stuff. There's nothing that I as an attendee can pick up and say, if you read this, you will see this is what we're supposed to do. Honestly, a lot of us would love to be able to self-police, but we don't have a written policy. We don't know. We're supposed to be let in 15 minutes early. Was it half an hour early? No, wait, somebody said it was an hour early. There's nothing written down that actually says this is what's going to happen for us. So that's one of the reasons that we're very angry. And some of us are very angry. I'm not. I'm a little disgruntled. Um, having a written thing, it would solve a lot of our problems. This actually line thing forward. Um, one of the other problems that has happened and, and seems to be really reoccurring this year uh, is that red cap seat that's next to the chair. That's not a handicapped chair seat. That is a wheelchair attendant seat. It's red. 
It says that it's a handicap seat. It's completely reasonable for a, a regular handicapped person to think that they should be able to sit there. But that's not the policy, and that's not the intention of the seat. That seat count needs to be different. There was a big fight today in Hall H because of that, that I luckily got to be involved in. Um, I, I didn't care for being yelled at by an attendee because I needed that chair and security had to get involved. I just wanted to park my chair and sit with the person that was going to hit me through. It didn't make my experience better, and it simply didn't make her experience better. And she, I have to say, she does have a point. It is a red capture. It is a, does say that it's for disabled people. You guys are giving a verbal policy that it's not. Yeah. So I think we all understand that. Um, one of my other complaints, which is not an ADA complaint, is on Thursday you guys handed out wristbands for Hall H before the exhibit hall closed. That sucked. Um, also, and this is a complaint for us, we're not angels. But you guys did not police the ADA, the wheelchair area. Um, obviously, I have a better view of what happens with the wheelchair people than anybody else. But yesterday was kind of bad. Today was terrible. Like, there were people with wheelchairs that had four people with them. Adults, not children. One of them didn't even have a badge. And when I complained about it, nothing was done. And y'all, other ADA people, we do have to behave. Because we don't want to give the people who are the regular people in the normal line a reason to complain about us that's valid. So, yeah, it would be nice if I could complain to somebody that somebody doesn't belong here and have that taken care of. Page two. Page two. Sorry. I'm not kidding. I really am everybody's complaint department. Um, Yeah. This takes longer than letting me know. Oh yeah. So um, the other complaint that I have is the wheelchair pulled out of line today. Before we were required to be back in line. If we are required to be back in line at seven thirty, then you can't pull us out of our everybody's in line together in line before seven thirty. I lost my space in line and ended up being about seven chairs behind where it was supposed to be because they wouldn't let my attendant take my spot of where my wheelchair was going to be. So that was kind of correct. So I'm done. Okay, we have a little bit of time. Thank you so much. Okay, we'll try to be a little more concise with, uh, not more concise, also concise with what we have to say about the ADA line. So yesterday we were in Indigo Ballroom. And we just met each other in that. There was almost a riot in the Indigo Ballroom. And the reason why is because there was an ADA line, but the people manning the door would not let them in because they thought they could only let in the amount of people for a red chair. And so wave after wave after wave went in. And literally, we heard the words, ADA, you can't go in that room. The normal line gets to go in. Yeah, like if, if any here hadn't walked by and oh, yeah. recognized I'm them, really sorry. They, we would not have gotten into that panel at I'm all. Sorry, 
So, so that was that's one of the issues. But um, the issue I have is um, I was the attendant for my 76 uh, year old mother who walked with cane, and so she got an ADA line on Wednesday night to get her Hall H to get her Hall H ticket. There were maybe a hundred, 150 people in line. My sister and I were in the other line. My mother did not get a ticket. So she walked over to where we were in the grass and she got her V wristband with us. The next morning, when we got there before 7.30, the line was across the street, down to the end of the convention center, almost to the Marriott, which is impossible for my 76-year-old mother with a cane to walk that distance to turn around and walk back to get into Hall H, even though she had a wristband. So she had her sticker, she went to the ADA line and she said, is this my ADA line? And they said, no, you don't have an ADA wristband, you cannot be in this line. Did not let her get in. And so my statement just with the ADA, they do not hand out enough ADA wristbands for Hall H. If you look at the statistics, about 10% of the population is disabled. So if you have 6,500 seats in there, then you should allow 650 in order to service the population there. I think there's maybe a hundred. I no one can tell me how many wristbands are handed out. So you need to make sure that when you have a policy like you must have a wristband in order to oh, uh, an ADA wristband to be in the ADA line. It's not about how many little red seats there are, because the majority of us don't need a red seat. It's about dealing with the lines being stuck a mile down the, the road. So that's what the issue is. Um, so that's the main thing. Also, when we're in the exhibit hall and they say we're gonna let the ADA line in with the rest of the people, they need to let the ADA line in with the rest of the people. Because that's the second riot I almost saw. Where literally we were watching people just fly by in the exhibit hall and that one lone security guard's like, I can't let you in and everybody's screaming at him and I, he almost got bum rushed. So a written policy, here's the ADA policy and then stick with what you say and make sure that the number of ADA wristbands that you hand out reflects what the general population is, not just some random itty-bitty number that has to do with red seats. So thank you. Thank you. Who's with me? Hi, I'm John. My name is John. So uh, just a couple of things, like uh, line management. So like in the morning, there's an everything line that lines up under the white tent. There's a, an everything line that lines up under the white tent in the morning. And you know, everything is pretty civil. Everyone's in single file. And you know, when we enter the hall, it's pretty civil until we get to the escalators near, I believe it's Hall G. They usually use two escalators. Can we maybe slim that to one? Because there's a lot of running um, once everyone sees that second uh, escalator's open. So maybe you just use one, because it bottlenecks at the top anyway. So maybe use one escalator for that. Uh, the other one is just um, you know, the staging areas. You know, I, I like the sales pavilion. I like how they use shoots. Can we utilize that in maybe the staging area near room 27? It, it, it just condenses right there. There's a bunch of people. And I think using shoots like in the sales pavilion would be a good way to go. And one more thing, uh, just the lottery. You know, I, I think it was a good thing. Funko, <laughs> just, I think maybe add on to that. Make sure like Funimation and Tomashi does that. Because you know, I, I won one, one little item from Lego and I'm, I'm happy with it. So I think it's a good thing. So those are just my uh, observations uh, in this Comic Con, so thank you. Thank you.
comment about the exclusives. So last year I got in and I got an autograph. This year I didn't get any autographs, but honestly I prefer this. Because last year there ended up being like two lines for the Warner Brothers panel and I honestly felt threatened for like in a personal safety way. Um, it was very scary and confusing. So like thank you for changing that because I mean that's awful. So long, I've had the, so much fun at this convention, and for the first time, I actually had any complaints. For the first time, this year I had no complaints. I, I did enjoy the the exclusive portal. Um, so my question, so it's more of a question rather than a complaint. Is the closure, the convention center stretch of Harbor Drive, the closure is gonna, is that going to be the norm going forward? And please, and also, also um, rule two partner. Um, have you gotten any feedback already from both con-goers, city res uh, downtown city residents, non-con-goers um, from, uh, from disclosure so far? Today we have very little info back from um, anything besides a very narrow audience on the closure. There are months of meetings to come to discuss how well that worked, how the manpower resources were for that versus what we've done in the past, <coughs> all the unanticipated problems that came from the closure. Um, for all I know, every resident of Gaslamp is writing their councilman right now <laughs> complaining that it was the dumbest idea they ever heard, so we won't know for a while how that's going to go. Hi, John. Uh, I was wondering if there's anything that still can be done with the vendors that kind of ruined it for a lot of people as far as switching out their badges so they can get in exclusive lines in the morning. And I was outside of the ADA door D line and they held us back but they had the doors open so we could see the Viz Media booth on Saturday. It was completely capped before 9 a.m. when they were at 9 a.m. when they finally let everybody from all the doors in. Is it possible that they could also be wristbanded so that they can't switch out their badges and then they've got a wristband on too? I would just cut the wristband off. Uh, oh, no, I mean, oh, no. All right. Um, good point. I don't know if it ends I mean, the second someone switches a badge, they switch identities, right? I appreciate and understand the problem, but. Wristband styles every day is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, standing for the 
process is a really good idea. Uh, the metal detectors and the chutes delaying everything, not so much, but you guys turned those off realizing it didn't work. Um, my, my big comment is with the exclusives lottery. For the signings, could you limit the number each person enters? Because I know most people were entering every single signing just because they could. Um, but if you limited it to say five per person, then people would only go for the ones they really truly wanted and then you probably have a higher wristband pickup ratio and the people would be more likely to get the ones they want because there'd be fewer people entering. Uh, to enter. Okay. Thank you. Hi, John. Hi, so kind of two quick positive feedbacks and two probably points of more native criticism. Um, this has to deal with the long haul age line. I, I think the first point, um, I was impressed with how quick and how effective handing out the wristband was, especially with scanning of the RFID. Um, they had a good game plan and they had a good system. Thank you for that. <laughs> and second one, I'd like to kind of echo the previous questioner's um, comment about um, scanning for, for RFID on getting bathroom passes. This avoids treating off of bathroom passes and helps clear out the hall. That's good. So two maybe more suggestive points is specifically with the formation of the Saturday Hall H-Line, It for the past three years, it's happened on two years prior, two, two days prior. So that would have been Thursday around noon. A lot of times there is ambiguity of where the line forms and, uh, and how the line forms. Um, a lot of times the, the instruction to the line staff is to disperse any Hall H line that forms that early. But a lot of times the unofficial Hall H lines become established. Um, and, and it's good to have a codified um, kind of rule whether a, whether a line actually gets established that early or if you are to dispel, disperse lines to do that consistently and to, fair, to do that fairly. Um, so that's the first point of main criticism. The second point is to deal with the re-entry of all age bathroom passes. The, the security line gets very long and we were rightfully um, warned about that. Um, for me, when I got back to the security line to get in, it was five minutes before my pass expired. But because the security line was so long, my pass expired while I was in the security line and a number of people, um, myself and several others, were kicked out of line and told we couldn't re-enter Hall H. This even with all of our stuff, with our wallets and credit cards inside. <coughs> and one woman later came out of Hall H to talk to security because her daughter was kicked out because she was unable to enter despite getting into the re-entry line with ample time. I do understand there's a 10 minute grace period, but even with that, um, I think a lot of us were unexpectedly kicked out. So I think it's good to either have a more efficient check-in system, re-entry system, with perhaps two better detectors, or to have a more lenient policy with re-entry. Thank you. Okay, uh, Ron Oaks, a uh, couple things. One, I know this is a vendor issue, but I think you, you need to probably start to address it. Uh, there's an issue, this is the third year it's happened to me, with on-peak on the hotel reservations that they don't seem to be able, at least with Marriott, to get the uh, frequent traveler, the rewards number across. 
which means that I can't take advantage of any of those perks until I check in, which means some of the perks like being able to say when I'm going to arrive at the hotel don't happen, which when you get into the San Diego at 7 o'clock Wednesday morning, it'd be really nice to tell the hotel you're getting in that early. Uh, so that's one thing. If you could try to get on peak to see if they can figure out how to communicate with the hotel vendors that. Uh, the other issue is, unfortunately, yet one more Hall H ADA issue is that when the lines overflow out of the, you know, once they fill up those three cattle chutes in the convention center, um, and it overflows outside, it's way past the exit doors, and there's no signs that tell people where it is, and there's no tents. So you have all these people, we were waiting, we didn't have wristbands on Thursday, but my wife and I were waiting out there in the sun, cooking, and there were no signs. We weren't sure until we saw all the other people in wheelchairs and scooters out there cooking that we were even in the right place. So there needs to be signage out there, and if possible, there really should be tents. Because I know some of the other people who are in wheelchairs are of not the greatest health and sitting out in the sun for half hour, hour, two hours is probably not real good for them. In terms of tents, we're not allowed to put a tent up within 10 feet of the building. And unfortunately, that would be within 10 feet of the building. The problem with the chutes is that's not level ground. So for a lot of people in wheelchairs or with mobility issues, that would be difficult for them, impossible, or dangerous. Pick your favorite term. Yeah. I'm Rob. I've uh, been here <clears throat> years in a row. Love the con. Two quick things. One, um, the Thai's restaurant. Just, just so we used to go to that one all the time, every day. And since they changed it to this all-you-can-eat, $25 per person type thing, uh, just not a fan. Uh, especially for the kids and stuff. I don't pay that much money for, for the kids to eat there. So just my opinion on it. So let's hope they switch back to what they had before. Um, the second was, if you're going to be using more of the number IDs for things for the lottery, um, just hoping that there's a way to um, add, for those who don't go to the net, the regular Pass, whatever, a way to tie your member ID to your badge. I figure it's a technical way to sit there and just, you know, if, they, if you get them from exhibitors or if you win them, as, as from uh, um, events, and you have tickets, but you have no way to tie your ID ticket, so you're excluded from any of the uh, participating in the online stuff. So, um, I just think that would be an easy technical thing to be able to tie your ID to a Okay. That's it. Thank you. Thanks. Hello. Um, this is con number 18 for me. Wow. And this one really felt like it used to, and that's a good thing. Um, it, everything felt a lot more seamless, and I enjoyed my time a lot more than in recent years. So thank you. Um, my suggestion is, is regarding the exclusives portal, um, and it really just comes in the form of a story. I was an intern at a very large film festival, and we had the opportunity to go to world premiere screenings, if you will. And what they did was they gave us five tickets, and we could put them in five different jars, or we could put all five in one. 
and that's how I got to go to a very experience. Awesome. Um, but I put all five stacked files in my favor. So is there any way to kind of translate that digitally of, you know, every person gets, you know, 10 entries and you can check how many times you want to enter that one so that that super fan gets to go to that signing or gets that exclusive or, you know, or if they're just mildly interested, they'll just put one entry. Um, and then also as an addendum, um, if there's a way to cancel, um, your exclusive surprise. Um, I, I can't tell you how many times I saw online that, oh, I got such and such, but I didn't really want it, and I wanted to throttle them, because maybe someone else wanted that, you selfish turd. So, <laughs> just saying. Um, so yeah, I, I, I applaud the effort, and I appreciate, you know, attempting something new, and it really, it was awesome this year, and it's been a minute. Hi, John. I've been coming to Comic-Con for over 40 years, and this is the best one in the last 10. Um, the only issue I have is that price gouging by hotels, some the hotel I used to I stay at now, 10 years ago, it was 80 bucks a night, now it's over 200. There's got to be a way to get, tell them to kind of like, I don't know, supply and demand, but it's getting to a point where it's like, Hotels now cost more than a convention, coming to the convention. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, John. My name is Mike. Um, I've been, uh, thank you for Comic Con International. It's lots of fun. I've been coming here for about 10 years. Uh, my number one suggestion would be that, to add bench seating along all the walls of the convention floors. That way people don't have to sit on the floor, and I have a, uh, a way we could do this possibly. You could possibly have sponsors who pay for these and add their name and year to the bench and add the word Comic-Con you know, Comic International to the bench also. Say, oh, Marvel sponsored this bench in, in the year, okay? And that way you can start it one year and keep adding benches, and then all year long the convention can use those benches. Um, if you don't mind, I just quickly, um, the RFID tags are a great idea. I wish you would make it possible for all the, um, like Hall H and all the other um, rooms that um, should, oh, all the panels should have maybe an hour or less waiting time. If we use technology, I think it can be done. I think if you just think about it someone could come up with a really good idea because people wait for hours and they're, they're taking time out of going to the convention. Um, I'm really glad you're telling people no drones. That's really important. That's an FAA regulation. I happen to know that. And if you could, if you would please suggest for people not to bring dogs because dogs, I love all animals, but dogs and crowds don't mix. Something to think about. And I love the Harbor Drive. It's closed. I think that is a great idea, and I love the fact that the road in front of the convention center um, is free to walk on. It makes it so much easier. Thank you for that, and can I just, one little suggestion about that. The road right next to the convention center, possibly have food vendors along one side. I, I mean, I don't know if you can do it, but just, I, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There's no way this isn't going to come out like a backhanded compliment. 
But given the caveat that Marvel wasn't here, I'm sure that helped a lot of the insanity that's normally in Hall H1. But I do want to applaud the CSE event staffing and the line staff you had out there because this has been the most consistent year when it came to wristbands, to returning in the morning, and the process seemed seamless, and I thought every time I wanted to. But yes, and even though it's crazy dealing with all of us, every single day, every time I entered Hall H in the morning, they were smiling, they were saying good morning, they were saying welcome, and I know it's not easy for them to be out there for the shifts that they have either. So that's all I wanted to say. CSC did a great job. Thank you. Hi, John. I have a couple questions before I begin. Number one, um, are you going to be lotterizing Hall H as you did for the exclusives? No. No. Hey, no. No. So after every convention, we go off and we look at what worked and didn't work and what comments people had and think about how to apply system A to problem B and how that would work and what it would look like. But you haven't made a decision yet. No, because I honestly don't know what everyone thought about the exclusive. I think we're on person number 10 here, so. Okay. The next 10 people could be the dumbest thing they ever heard of. A lot, a lot of people that I know would wait in the light outside. And the major gripe that we would get from people and, you know, that would prefer the lottery over first come, first serve is just that the people would be cutting in line. Well, all these people get this bad. Why don't we? Really? I mean, they're getting first come first serve. Why do we get secondary treatment and we have to go through a online lottery? Does it sound fair to you? Yes. Okay. So a lot of our processes are about what we think we can achieve and what we think works and what we think is fair. And if we don't think we can execute on something, then we're unlikely to try it. So if you did H as a lottery, where do they get picked up? When do you get in line? Where is that spot on the earth? How, where's the start of the B's versus the A's? What time do you have to be in line with your A versus your B? How does all of that work? How much staff does it take? How much real estate? Well, one of the main, one of the main things that those of us that oppose the lottery, the exclusive lottery, have is, is that many people who used to wait in line and the first commercial basis get something, may not be much, three, four items, half a dozen items for the convention, right? Many of them got nothing. Now, there's a lot of good suggestions. I, they're great, you know? And I think the one, you know, where you choose and you're limited, those are the obvious solutions, right? But in the end, there were still people sleeping out there maybe one of them, you know, for certain <coughs> things that were being released, you know, very, you know, mm -hmm. on the interest in the convention, you know, there was police at the Funimation booth, you know, the day I went by. I mean, so something pretty serious was to happen over there, you know? And there were other instances as well, you know? So, I mean, the thing is, is that, I guess, this decision you guys on the board have to make, is, is, is it a first come, first serve convention? Is it a lotterized convention, or is it a blend? It's most likely going to be a blend, and it's going to depend on what the vendors want, and also it's hard to anticipate what the fans are going to be really interested in. Now, I have a comment about that from two vendors. Funko is one vendor. 
Hasbro and Lego are the two other vendors. Funko is their competition. From what my gathering is, all these rumors I've been hearing is that this whole lottery thing was a Funko idea. <laughs> the people at Lego and Hasbro, Hasbro just opened their booth up. They said, come on in. The people at Lego went ahead and would prefer to go back to the way they did it before, up on the sales pavilion for some things and down at the booth for others. I just, this is what they tell me, okay? I mean, I don't know if they're here or not, but this is what they tell me when I get in the booth, right? Buckles are competition, and they've got their own thing going on. And you understand that, you know, all of these people, to a certain extent, it's PR competition. You know, I, I'm Marvel. I've got this movie, this movie, this movie. I'm better than you, DC. You know, your, you know, your product is, you know, whatever. But, you know, now this convention, Marvel didn't have a Hall H. So DC and WB did have a Hall H. And from what I understand, I wasn't even there. I went to the Better Call Saul and the, and, and the Breaking Bad panels, you know what I mean? And I was lucky enough to get in, which, you know, was unbelievable. I couldn't believe I actually got in. But it was a great, great panel, right? But these guys told me they, they just knocked it out of the park, you know? So, I mean, it, it is what it is, you know? So I, I guess I guess the big I guess the big question going forward is 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 that if you continue the exclusives portal, I understand the autograph issue. It has to be at the very last minute because you don't even know, you know, who's going to be here, who's right. not going to be here. I mean, I, I'm sure they're like just running at you at the last minute. But those merchandise time slots, is there any reason at all why it can't be done immediately after final batch sale? They're just time slots, right? Right. But you don't know which ones you might want the most okay. until you have some idea with the merchandise. How are you organize it? Can you just do it after the final sale? Right okay. Well, I'm just, I'm just suggesting. I'm just suggesting. Okay. You do what you want to do. But it's all time management. Exactly. You know, if you if you got your exclusive slot right after the bag sale, then found out the signing you'd like to do is at the same time as the time slot you get. How does that work? There you go. You you, you got to pick. You but you didn't even know you were picking when you picked your exclusive slot. Yeah, but I think most people. I'm just I'm just speaking for me. Most people would probably, if they were limited to seven autographs, they would probably take the autographs. Really? I wouldn't. No. No. I wouldn't. I, you know, I, mean, I didn't. You didn't? Okay. Well, the, last thing, the last thing is, is on the WB booth for their autograph signings. Is it true? I mean, did you know? What? They were disposing of the wristbands that were not, were not clean? I have no idea if they were clean wristbands for anything. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. So my comment also concerns the online lottery. Um, personally, I wasn't a fan of it because I felt it disfavored the true fans of certain media. I know I might get a lot of backlash from this room, but um, for instance, I'm a huge fan of Stephen King. Like, I've read most of his books. I've been a lifelong fan. And when I heard Castle Rock was doing a sign at the Warner Brothers booth, I was like, oh, I'll wait overnight. I'll wait two days if I have to to get that sign, even for a chance, like they do drawings, uh, out of pouches because I'm such a big fan. Well, with the online lottery system, someone could have never seen a Stephen King movie, read a Stephen King book, doesn't even know who Stephen King is, sees Castle Rock, clicks on it, they have an equal chance as me. 
I just kind of, I don't agree with that. But I also understand that there are people that can't stand overnight that may want a chance, like that huge Stephen King fan that maybe has to work overtime to pay for rent that night. So in those terms, like an online lottery is a good idea. So I would suggest maybe a blend. So maybe like half and half, because there are fans of both the lottery system and staying in line. So maybe if there's 200 signed tickets, 100 can be given out through the online lottery. So those people have the chance, but also people that really, really want it, and they want their odds increased significantly can stand in line uh, as they wish to have a better chance, like I said. So okay. thank you. Thank you. I think 
There was a lot of really good stuff this year, so thank you guys. My one really important criticism is if we're gonna close off the front to non to badged attendees only, then that really does which I really like by the way. That needs to be consistent. There were a lot of, um, shall we say, attractive cosplayers in very skimpy outfits that didn't have bathrooms. And security and the people that were supposed to be keeping non-batched people out were taking pictures with them and really appreciating their assets. Um, and not asking them to leave. Um, and I know that for sure because some of them were in my cosplay group. And I'm outside across the, the street waiting for them to meet me because I didn't have a batch that day. Mm -hmm. And they were all getting their picture taken. So if we're going to have that, it just needs to be enforced. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Quickly, the hospitality suite is the most hygienic and sanitary of, oh, yeah. I've been to yeah. many conventions. And also, quickly, as far as the exclusives, I like best the proposal of you have 50 tickets, 100 tickets. You can put yes. them into 50 events or put all 50 into one event. So, thank you. something's going to stay the same forever. I think that the um, exclusive was a great idea. I didn't get any, which is fine. I think it prevents people from buying so much stuff that they're just selling. I saw fewer people with bags and bags of things running in and reselling things. So I think Truly fans had a better shot. On the flip side, I think a lot of people before coming to Comic-Con were already disappointed they weren't getting their things, and I'm not sure how you balance that, but, but there was a lot. What bothered me most was online, I was seeing people trying to sell their exclusive tickets, and they were, and also people still are trying to sell badges online, and I'm not sure what Comic-Con does, but I think that that's a really, really big security issue, and I think that that needs to be done. My other issue is the off-sites. I think the off-sites are great, but I don't think anyone can really enjoy them because the lines are so long, because they're open to the public. I think it would make more sense to have the off-sites to encourage them to have badge days, maybe Thursday and Friday just be for Comic-Con attendees, and maybe for the weekend open it up to the people who live here, because you can't do anything outside the convention center unless you want to wait four hours or something, and so it kind of ruins the experience a little bit. And I know that um, one of the animation studios, the stop motion studio, whose name I can't remember. Like They opened last weekend, which was fabulous, because I live in the area, I went, all my friends went, everyone was going pre-Comic-Con, it was great. So it would be great because most of the off-sites are in vacant areas any, you know, they're using stores and storefronts that are mm -hmm. vacant. It would make sense for Comic-Con to encourage them to open pre-Comic-Con so more people could enjoy them. Save me a ton of time. Love the Harbor Drive closure. 
maybe think about security out there instead of individual security in here, that way you have a whole security area. That way you don't have other panels where someone could potentially bring in something they shouldn't bring in, just as a button. <coughs> where I want to really get to the point is, is sorry everyone, ADA. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer in California, I'm not a first practice law, nothing is legal advice. Just so everyone knows. I did attend Thomas Jefferson Law School where I got elected in Comic Con and been coming as a pilgrimage for eight or nine years now. And I see a huge problem with how people are treated differently in different areas, including my wife, who has a non-visible disability and has had line staff, volunteers say, you don't look like you have a disability, therefore you are not getting in. I've also been the attendant standing in line so she can sit in a rest area and then call her when we're near the line or getting in and getting a mobility seat and they turn around and say, oh no, you can't do that. So, just something to look at. But I don't want to bring a problem without a solution. So I think I have a solution to help you out. And I'm willing to volunteer my time to help out with this. In the gig economy, who most people are getting jobs here and there for this project or that project, like Comic-Con's five days, six days, video training and testing is done online prior to you applying for the position or getting the position. So the people are getting volunteer badges. If they are trained, spending an hour or two learning how to process this and having things done, I think that would solve a lot of the problems where we have Ballroom 20 doing it one way, Hall H doing it another way, 6BF doing it another way, and then people in the non-ADA also aren't getting upset because they think it's doing it. In Hall H, there's also an issue where you have people being, non-ADA people going in, shoving people around and doing the mad dash for the best seat. Everyone wants the best seat. <laughs> When you load people, another problem, suggestion, load one side of the ADA, have people, escort people, wheelchairs on one side, bring in another chute, fill in that section, and then another ADA section to cap off the road. If you did it that way a little more, you're not getting the jostling and you can give time for people to get back and forth. Just, uh, I, I don't want to bring problems and no solutions. <coughs> I'd like to throw a shout out to Kate, I can't remember the name of the super on stage supervisor moved down to the floor for CSC. Really great helping out in Hall H for the two times we went in. Um, that's what you pretty much have. On the other hand, I did hear one person comment about no drones. I'm one of the five operators who worked really hard with San Diego Police Department, Harbor Police. FAA did risk management assessment and got a COA to fly in certain specific areas to help promote Comic-Con as a member of the, the press. So there is a possibility, it is hard, it is not just anyone throwing up, and I also opened myself up for interviews to explain a legal process to do that, just as a last point for myself. Lovely comment, thank you. Thanks. My name is Ben, and this is my first Comic-Con ever. Yeah. Obviously, the content and scale is incredible.
incredible, but one thing that I really noticed was just the enthusiasm and energy of your entire staff. I think that really works to augment the experience of this convention. So kudos to you, congratulations to the team, and looking forward to next year. Thank you. You can come back. You can come back. I just want to start off to say this was my best con ever. I loved it. It was so much fun. And I loved the um, drive toward less lines. I loved the wristbands. I loved the RFID, less, um, you know, people frauding it. I loved the blocking off the Harbor Drive over here because I can actually walk. It's so nice. And all this great stuff and your um, security staff, this is the first year that it seemed like they were always assigned to the same location. So they actually knew what was going on most of the time instead of me walking around like over an hour trying to figure out what to do and where to go. It was awesome. I loved it. And your uh, security team, seriously, they were so, uh, so much more cheerful, so much more helpful. And I um, had the opportunity to be whole age by the traffic pass. And I can actually say they were so nice to all these really shysty people. And I loved it. And I just, the only suggestion I have is I'm a vegan for over 20 years. And it was just nice to have um, vegan options in the convention center. Thank you very much. Hi, John. How are you doing? Okay. Did you get the cough drops? I just wanted to say, I did the math, this is my 44th Comic-Con. Um, and it's been getting better and better every year. Uh, I notice just a little improvements, some big improvements uh, in the lines. I just wanted to reiterate because I talked to a bunch of friends who did do the exclusive things. Um, and several said the idea of having it limited and being able, just like one of the last people said, to put some in here, some in there. Just like, someone brought up a, uh, a fundraiser they went to, and they had a bunch of different things they could bid on, the little tickets and dropping that. And that would go a long way, because the people that really, really want that, can really get that. Loved Harbor Drive closing out. That was great. Um, keep working at it. Keep doing a great job. Thank you. Looking forward to the museum. Thank you. I normally avoid Hall H because of all the confusion. So I'm always in Ballroom 20. And you get there super early, you get in, and with your new um, scanning in and out, between, and there's only 15 minutes between panels, the line, because there are no bathrooms in 20. So you spent the whole 15 minutes just trying to get out and then run to the bathroom, and then you had to wait in line again to get back in, and you just spent three hours to be there and you missed the clip. And all they could say is it's just starting. And I'm like, but the clip is the whole thing you come to. You wanna see what's gonna happen. And only having one in ballroom 20, because there are no restrooms, is just, in my opinion, not acceptable. If you're gonna do this, which I agree it's a great idea, you need to have more in ballroom 20 or somehow set up some way to get to bathrooms for that. Something needs to improve on 20, but the lines move much faster, and I was really impressed. 
And then one other thing, since you can't put tenths among H for the handicap, for the disabled, what about umbrellas for shade? Any structure is prohibited within 10 feet of the building. Oh, okay. I just thought if I think something good. Something. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Hello, um, I'm Michael Horgan. I'd like to definitely say a shout out to Tommy Goldbach, who runs Ballroom 20. He's an amazing person.
a little bit ahead of us, who had this flag that he would raise up to notify people to join him. There was a lot more than five people, and we noticed this group in front of us steadily growing until it was bulging out of the line, like, you know, John Hurt's stomach, you know. And we told the line security and everyone about this and explained, and they agreed that there was a problem, there was nothing uh, that they could do. And it's interesting, though, because uh, someone on the uh, hotel sharing forum had mentioned to me that he had a Facebook group which had 40 members for Paul H. line sharing. And I'm wondering if maybe that was the same guy. You know, because, and another thing that we observed I'm is, sitting right is here. People, yes? That's, that's me. That's you? Yeah. Okay, talk. it wasn't you. <laughs> it was. Oh, you were the guy with the flag? Yes. I have a spreadsheet. I feel I have the right ratios. But if you'd like to work out, you know, we can talk about it later. Well, it's not just me, but, you know, mm. it's, uh, I don't know how to resolve that. Uh, uh, okay. If that's something that's like a girl, that's interesting. How you doing? Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you must admit, it seemed very strange for the group to expand as much as it did. Oh, we got, I can discuss it later, but your question is your job yeah, now. Okay, so, yeah. All right, sort later. Thank you. There you go. Uh, I was in the 28 everything line. Uh, the line worked good. We all worked with each other. And with the ratio of people too, and we kind of like, you know, figure if there's enough people there, you can have this many, this many, and watch people that go in and out. Our group is real small, so we, we kind of like watch everyone. But the only problem was, is when you let the shoots go in, when you go up the escalator and stuff, these guys you start pushing forward and ahead. And even though the monitor say slow down, slow down, these guys will be split into the sides. You know, because there's no line, there's no no line to keep people from moving around you, so they just zoom around you. So okay, we, we get ahead, we get into the uh, into the sales pavilion, we get into the shoots, and what happened? We're like number six in line, and suddenly we're back halfway back out of line because the people who are behind us have one guy that's faster than a rabbit, and they go to the front, and suddenly. You see their pack go all the way around us. And we mentioned as a security guard, how come, how come there's some lines like there's lines down down over outside? And someone we went 100 feet back and all the rabbits went forward and their whole group, like 20, 30 of them, just zoomed in and they just walked around just like this. Yep. And that's, and we talked to the security guard, goes, he said, we recorded that to him. The only thing is, if we have some Lines like the rope going down, if possible, shorten the walking distance from running around us, and we can, we can kind of like control who runs past us. As we tell the security guy, the guy goes, okay, who cut the line, who cut the line? And that was it. And so that kind of like made us a little frustrated over that. Then another thing was, um, which was reported by people from other days, that the doors opened up at different times. Yes. 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 They, yes. They have one door and yes. go out there. Hey, doors open up ten minutes before this door. Because yeah. you know, eight, eight, 
you know, everybody here has a network. So we tell each other what's what's opening up and not opening up. And we had no problems with that. Uh, I guess if you're in line, you kind of understand it. You don't mind if all the doors open up and anybody just like that, but when one opens up five minutes before the other one, that's a real critical thing now since you have no lottery at some of the places now. But I have to admit, the Hasbro, they ran their lottery good. Hasbro, they went to other lottery people, and they find out when they got to other lottery people, and they're real efficient, they opened it up to everybody, which is really nice. And that's what I can say. Thank you. Hi, John. I love Comic Con. And I want to just thank one of your people who was in the show area, Krista, who I, I thought was full time staff, but I was told today she's not. She's just been here for many years. She got me because of the many years that I'm always going there and saying, Can I get a copy of the schedule that I could be? And they do it, but it's always been on a day by day basis. This time she had it ready on Wednesday. She, I didn't make it Wednesday night, I made it Thursday morning. Immediately she was like, oh, I'm so glad you came, I have this ready. I just, I just appreciate people taking it in and going out of their way to make a difference on a one-on-one -on -one basis. I also love Every single time, honestly, it's almost every panel, I learn something. I had no idea as a visually limited person who lives here in San Diego, I had no idea that our movie theaters actually have audio captioning now for the visual impairment. I, I mean, just those tiny, you know, golden nuggets make a difference on my daily life. Um, the connections, uh, all of it is just so precious to me, the, these five days every year. And I really want to thank you. The, the tiny thing I would actually have to disagree with the woman who first spoke about the ADA, um, it's never been my understanding that the red back chairs are exclusively just for the wheelchair attendants. And the reason for that is there are many people in wheelchairs that do not necessarily have an attendant with them, particularly for that one particular panel or whatever it is. So it, 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 it should be and can, you know, should be when that's necessary, but we shouldn't be having seats that are being unoccupied because it does, when there's many ADA people that just need a regular chair. Mm -hmm. So again, thank you for, for this, just awesome experience that I can count on every year. Thank you. So I have uh, things and good stuff. I'll start with the bad stuff first. Uh, today, the ball is kind of dropped um, in the sense that, you know, people will come in, they get here early to get everything else lined. They line up on the backside of what would be bottom to be hall, basically, and then people themselves will really you know, you come here early just so that you can get down on the exhibit hall floor before everybody else because you came in early, you stood in line. Uh, today, the ball was dropped in the sense that by the time we got down to the hall, it was already completely packed. They had let all the regular doors on the regular convention Harbor Street side open, and basically it was just a mad dash of everybody. Um, 
On the good side, though, I have to give a lot of credit to Eddie for spreading out um, a lot of the programming to like the Indigo Room, Bottom 20, 7.30 were treated the same as people who did have wristbands. There was no separation between people who, who did have wristbands and didn't have wristbands, and that that wasn't um, fair for most people who were complaining, they were worried, they were uh, stressing out against your volunteers lashing out because, uh, and your volunteers were kind of being uh, stressed out, worried about the line. Also, I noticed uh, the parking for this year, group one, 
Patrick one was able to uh, get convention center. The only thing was available at the time of ten o'clock was the um, was Thursday was the only one that was available. They opened it up early. Yes, they opened up early compared to uh, everyone was was let out. Everyone who had a group, anybody had a group or a member. Remember, a parking member? Yeah, it, they opened, it was supposed to open up at 10, and I think it opened it up at like 8, and then there were some problems with, uh, there were some problems with group 2 being allowed to buy during group 1. Yes, she just said yes. So, <laughs> Bungle went to success with the lottery. I agree with that as an exclusive person. Hasbro, others, other places were, were not, they were struggling to get rid of their stuff. And I just wish we and for autographs we can do a limited amount of people. That way, um, people who can't, people who are true fans, whatever, can kind of line. Or if that's not possible, we can transfer out to, to friends. Because if it's, if Hall H is able to see, see, if Hall H is able to see five spots for people, then we should, as a exclusive person, we should be able to tr transfer our um, our exclusive to another person who really wants it. That's to be fair. All right, that's all. Hey, Victor. Hi, John. Two quick things. Could you make the RFID scanners more accessible to tall people? Yes. 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 Especially more about if you're carrying something. Yes. Because there's a lot of false variants. <laughs> so either drop the top so that the scanner's at the top, or increase it so that there's some scanner up at the top area. Or Secondly, or could you create a phone number for a if you see something, say something number? So if something unsafe is seen on the dealer floor, people don't have to go find someone, they can just call it in and get right to the right person. That's it. So I've been coming to Comic-Con since the old court days, so five hundred years. Um, solution to your problem? Uh, my wife has a lanyard for fishing, right? It just goes out like that. I have to work too. Make sure it's on my to-do list. So uh, um, Blood Drive was marvelous this year. Although people saw the shirts, I guess they are looking at breaking a record. People that run that are just great. Um, beautiful shirts. Yeah. Uh, but the reason I'm up here is to talk about the I, uh, ICFF, the IICFF. The best kept secret here, and I can't remember the acronym, <laughs> is the, um, the independent, what? I, yeah, the Independent Film Festival. Run marvelously. Come here every year, been you know, going to it since this program. Um, I was just wondering. So so far, I've been pretty lucky. You know, I get my badge, and I get I can get in, and it's relatively empty. Empty. There might be fifteen or twenty people there. So um, just a suggestion: if you can't get a badge to uh, to get to the Comic Con, get into the Comic Con. It sure be nice to be able to get into that venue. It's not like you're competing for any seats with anybody, so just a suggestion. And um, 
Uh, I just have one other note on uh, on the Hall H. I noticed that the I didn't attend the the film festival that was in Hall H. I even tried to get in. Uh, is that so popular that I mean, it used to be in a different venue in one of the other rooms, not in the Hall H. So I just bagged it this year. You know, these films are usually very good, but it's not that well attended. So you know, because of this Hall H, um, I just didn't. So I was just wondering why, like, why it was in Hall H this year. That's a film festival, uh, I'm sorry to say, uh, international animation festival, yeah. So, oh, has it? So that's the International Film Festival, and we put them into H and twenty. Well, then he's a mic, dude. He's talking about two different things. So he was okay. talking about the IFF, which is over at the Marriott. Right. Yes. And, uh, and that was that. The other event that he was bringing up was something that is called the Animation Show Shows, and that is basically uh, a, a bunch of shorts or animated features that are from other countries as well as the U.S. And a lot of them are Oscar nominated or have been Oscar nominated. And uh, we have featured those in rooms like Ballroom 20 and Hall H to give people who are into film uh, but not, might not know that there is a category for animated and long animation shorts uh, in the Oscars, an opportunity to see that and be exposed to something new because uh, at least for the programming department as well as the rest of the show, one of our philosophies is always trying to expose people to new things and hopefully show you things that you didn't already know you loved. So we don't want to just show you the things you love, we want to show you the things you don't even know you love yet. So. Thank you, Eddie. <laughs> Hi, John. Um, my name's Kathy. I've been coming to the convention for 25 years, and I've been a vendor. I have worked with some of the big booths, and also do programming, and successful program. We had such a successful program. We had to turn people away. Lots of people. Yes, I'll be talking to Eddie's department <laughs> about getting a bigger room next year. Um, I wanted to say, that, and it was this was echoed from several friends, um, the programming in particularly, being spread out amongst so many different venues, was really nice in making it easier to get into halls. I got into Hall H every time I tried. I mean, I went, yes, I did get a rest band the night before on Wednesday for Doctor Who. Um, but as it turned out, later on that day I got back in. Saturday I got in twice. I was like, that blew my mind that I got into Hall H after just standing in line for 30 minutes. So awesome and kudos. As regards to the lottery system, I'm kind of in favor of trying it for the big rooms, Ballroom 20 and Hall H. 
with a caveat that people still sign up because obviously a risk pass gets you in the room. It has nothing to do with what seat you're in, so they can still line up for all the days they want to. And if it doesn't work, what about putting numbers on the wristbands? So as the people get up and get there early, they've got number one, they can go and take a shower. <laughs> I mean, the wristband already gives them the ability to do that, but a number confirms that ability. It's hard to put 6,000 people in order. This is true. This is true. I, I, I understand that. Yes, that's why I do the groups. I've noticed the groups. But they're really big, ungainly groups. Yep. So, um, okay. So, I, it's nice to know you guys are thinking along those lines. But, yes, thank you to the guys, the program, for spreading the people out. Because it was easy. People had easy time getting into Ballroom 20. I haven't actually tried attempted Ballroom 20 in years because of how difficult it's been this year. I suppose I could have tried. Um, but thank you. Thank you. I did this is quick though. I was a city employee for 30 years. So many of the things that are being brought up are city of San Diego issues. And I just want to encourage people, call the city council people. The phone numbers are 619-236-6611. They're all in an order. They're a pattern. It goes through nine. Because they're the ones that make these decisions about the if there's any pressure on the hotels, et cetera, et cetera, in terms of the prices. Comic-Con is one out of a thousand conventions that we have at this convention center. Unfortunately, they don't have that kind of omnipotent power. Um, but I just, I just wanted to put that out there. And I will personally, I love the idea of the benches. We are probably having something on our ballot in November. They're still counting signatures for transit occupancy tax that would expand this convention center. And I mean, I would personally bring that up. But anybody else who can do that, please, please, I encourage you. It doesn't matter if you live here or not. The fact that you use this facility will help push those kinds of great ideas forward. But it is a city council. It is not Comic-Con. Thank you much. Safe travels home. Thanks for sharing.